Welcome to Blazing Guts. I'm Teresa Blaze, and I've got my sidekick, my co-host, my fellow NFL enthusiast, Michelle Saunders Gutch. And we have a just a just a handful of things to talk about today. Michelle, how are you doing? Hey, Teresa, I'm doing just great. It's really lovely here in the Kansas City area. We're, you know, getting fall days and, you know, we still have some warmth, but we're really just kind of enjoying the beauty of the season changing. And then also, of course, the Chiefs, they are playing this Sunday. So we're all getting red fever again. Yeah, that kind of happens. You go through the few days of football, you know, Thursday through Sunday or or Monday, and then there's that lull, and then you start building up again. It's like, oh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, and yeah. So, but uh, so we are coming off of week two. We're going into week three, and let's talk about those Kansas City Chiefs because. Of the three teams that we cover, they're the only ones I have anything good to say about. <laughs> Teresa. <laughs> um, yeah. So, hey, I love that Patrick Mahomes gets on his knees and prays on the field before he plays football. And he's a humble, he's very humble. and. I really, really respect that. I mean, when you think about about the amount of success that he has had as a young man and, you know, what he's worth and this contract that he just signed that extended him and it's a phenomenal amount of money. I don't have it up right off the top of my head, but I have a lot of peace for the Chiefs knowing that Patrick is out there and he is walking his fate. Now he is not like most of us, not perfect in things. Well, I mean, who is? Yeah. And on the field and on the field, you know, those guys, they swear up and down. I mean, all the documentaries you watch, anybody that knows anything about the locker rooms, you know, they, they have potty mouths. Okay. Well, and that's kind of part, part and parcel of, the, of football culture because it's a very um, aggressive sport. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm not saying all of them do. And, you know, I just know, you know, the, no team is perfect. But when we talk about the Chiefs, I mean, they've got a lot to step up to. I mean, they're, wanting to be the next Super Bowl champion in in 2024, (laughs) right? I mean, and so they are doing what they can to help form the uh, players that are the rookies, give them opportunities to shine, and yet win football games, right? And so what you can see, and that's the leadership style, of Patrick, that's the leadership style of Andy. And, you know, they they tend to give the guys opportunities to shine. And with that, with that comes messy football. So, you know, you you see people that are out there and they miss. I mean, the one game where 
Patrick threw the ball and the wide receiver uh, did not catch it. The wide, the, the, the one rookie, um, he was not catching the ball at all. No, I think he got targeted like five times at the time. Yeah. If I'm thinking of the same, if I'm thinking of the same game, I think Kadarius Tony or something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He caught it. He was targeted like five times. Although I will say in this last game um, against, uh, was it Raider? Was it the Las Vegas Raiders? I believe I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, uh, but I do know that he, I think they, they improved that during the week and he was actually making plays and catching the ball, which is saying something, you know, um, I can tell you, I mean, just from my observations, you know, the Chiefs are very much a, okay, we came out and we laid, you know, we, we, we laid at, we laid some losses. That's not good. Uh, we're going to fix this. Week one was a disaster. We're going to fix it. It was. And, and that's they, what I was taught that game yeah, specifically. Yeah. Week one was a disaster. Week two, I think was a lot better, but obviously they still have a few things to too clean up. close. Yeah. Way too close. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was the um, Saints that they played the first game. And then this, this week they're playing the Bears. And and I'm just gonna call it. I think KC's gonna win that one. Bears are horrible. Well, I can say that there are about four players out. We've got running back Isaiah Pacheco. He's got a hamstring issue. Linebacker Willie Gay Jr. has a quad injury. By the way, that last game they played was with Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars. Uh, okay, why, so why was I thinking that's, Raiders? Well, because they've played the Raider. I mean, your team, and you know they've been out there, and we've watched a couple of those games. But anyway, so linebacker Willie Gay has a quad injury, and also Nick Bolton. He's got a sprained ankle. And then wide receiver Kadarius Tony has a sprained toe. And so they're dealing with those injuries. And James, Richie James, has an MCL issue. How do you sprain a toe? <laughs> I've had it. I've had a sprained toe. It's painful. And it, it's just so painful. I mean, he, he could have just, you know crunched it a certain way when he got up on his toe or came down on it you know you just never know interesting i've never heard of that before but okay <laughs> yeah yeah no and i guess kelsey you know he's going to be playing and we got chris jones right but you but when you've got key defensive players that are uh out because of injury that affects and you and if you got key defensive um or offensive players out because um of injury that affects okay well who is Patrick going to target well Richie James they're thinking he's you know definitely a primary returner of the football he um he may be out all season oh geez that's that's ugly that's ugly wow and so Watson, Justin Watson would be the one that would step in. Um, so, you know, these things happen. And this, I think that's my biggest concern with the Chiefs, early season injuries. And as it goes, as the season goes on, you know, um, you're going to try and get 
I mean, you obviously want to try and get some of these guys back, but then you're going to get other injuries and you don't want them to compile because I can tell you right now, case of point the Cardinals, uh, injuries, especially if they compile and they're to your big guys, nasty. Well, I know. And we saw how challenging it was when Kelsey didn't play. Yeah. And Kelsey is a big target for Patrick. I mean, they've got a, uh, and which reminds me, didn't they set some kind of a record of um, passes? They did. Yes, they did. Yeah, they've been promoted um, out there for that. And I think Kelsey is the best uh, player for his uh, his position in football uh, in the whole yeah football. He's history. got some. He's got some competition, but I would say he's a, definitely a contender. I mean, he's one machine and that you know and those guys um i don't know Teresa. when they hit their age in the 30s they're kind of rolling out of the football career right i would say the guy that um he, he kind of comp- i would compare him to larry fitzgerald the cardinals um and and he's recently retired but fitzgerald could catch a ball that like you sit there and it gets thrown to him. You're like, how the heck did you just do that? I need to pay attention to him because I don't usually, I mean, I, by the way, Teresa, I could not get the Cardinals game on. I couldn't find it on TV around any of where uh, we stream. Uh, it's really hard. To, and I couldn't find the Broncos game. That's annoying. <sighs> Well, yeah, I mean, we have to go to Paramount Plus or we have to go, you know, we have Sling TV and we have to figure out where we go within that. And then, you know, then it's on Prime Video. And I mean, it's like really hard sometimes. Yeah, there's local channels for the Chiefs, right? Right. They've got YouTube TV and they're and they're promoting NFL Sunday tickets so you can get all the games. I think it gets frustrating, you know, especially when you want to watch. More like, you know, I did thankfully watch the game when New York was playing where Aaron Rodgers got injured. Oh, uh, that setback was so traumatic. For the Jets, yeah. I think that is the biggest injury in football, bar none, for this year. To you go out in your first series and you get injured and you, and, and, and and you had just signed this high level contract with the Jets and you're a top level quarterback and you get injured. I think that is the biggest game changing, gut wrenching, killer of a season injury, period. I, I don't think the Jets, I think the Jets with Aaron Rodgers would have had a shot of making uh, the playoffs. They've still got a really solid defense. I think without Aaron Rodgers, forget it. Well, there's rumors rumbling around that he may be able to come back in, you know, maybe down the road. I don't know. He is saying, hey, I'm not easily put down here. So, I mean, I'm sure. I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan. Um, I'm just not. But I can say um, I can respect his his work ethic if he's going to fight to return. I'm all for that because I want to see good football. I don't foresee that we're not going to see that this year, but I mean, I don't know about you, but all the games I've watched outside of our teams, wow, talk about close games. 
except for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, God, the Dallas Cowboys throttling of the Giants. Oh, I mean, that was disgust. I was like, what the heck? What the heck? Kind and of. the Giants play tonight. Uh, Thursday night football. Who who are they playing uh, tonight? The 40, 49ers. 49ers. Which, oh, okay. They're going to cream them. Which, okay, we're going to get into that because uh, the Giants, let's get into the Cardinals game. Because all right, they, all right, because we talked enough about the Chiefs. Yes, okay. Giants and Cardinals. I want you to think about something. The Giants lose 40 nothing to the Cowboys. In the first half of the Cardinals game, the Cardinals went up 20 to nothing. So for the first three quarters, or no, the first, let me think. Yeah, would it be the first three quarters of the season that they played? They were outplayed 60 to nothing. I, how would you want to be the coach that goes, um, yeah, I just, but then the Cardinals decided, I don't know, something happened in halftime because they took the foot off the gas and they blew a 20-point lead. I know, Teresa. What happened? Mental errors, pathetic defense, and they couldn't throw the pass in the second half to save their skin. I mean, and their defense just couldn't stop them. And and then and then towards the end of the game, they had two because they had a bunch of Giants fans inside State Farm Stadium, which is the Cardinals um, home stadium. And they got two false starts back to back because of crowd noise. Excuse me. It's your house. It's your stadium. You can't manage the crowd noise in there. I oh God. And how would you like to be the coach that that goes to tell the owner and goes to explain why you lost to a team that got whooped on 60 to nothing in the first three quarters of their season. I wouldn't have wanted to be in the room or around or in their locker room. I'm fairly certain that uh, the owner, Michael Bidwell, had fire coming out his head at that point. (laughs) You know, because, and I know a lot of people are trying to make excuses. Well, they're rebuilding, they're this or that. I don't care. That I don't care. We don't. don't. You don't. don't. As as a fan, you don't care. You're like, just get out there and perform. (laughs) Do your thing. Play. It goes back to this. Do your job. Do your job. Okay. Now, and so we've got that. We got the now. The, so the Cardinals are sitting at zero and two. And oh, by the way, they play against the Cowboys this Sunday. I am not giving them a chance in the hot place of winning that game. Not doing it. I, I'm not. I mean, I wouldn't even if I was a betting person. I wouldn't be betting on the Cardinals to win. Sorry, no, no. That would be a huge upset if that if that happens. That's all I'm going to say. I would love it, but. Um, yeah, no. So on top of that, they're getting ready to play the Cowboys and they lose Buda Baker plus two, another two defensive linemen. Buda Baker is the captain of the defense. Buda Baker has been placed on injured, um, um, injured reserve, uh, for a hamstring injury. And I'm sitting there going, what are the what kind of products are you going to put out on the field? Who's going to show up? Who's going to be the guy? Who's going to 
take them in hand. Now, we have seen some promising clips on uh, Kyler Murray's TikTok. I get he I guess he's a TikTok user uh, where he said where, where you see him working out and bending the, the knee with the ACL injury. And the caption says, you know, basically, I'm coming back soon. We don't know what soon looks like for him. But I mean, that's a glimmer of hope. But honestly, they have the Cardinals just 20 point lead. They had a 20. I mean, granted, okay, I was okay with the Giants getting a score 20 to seven. That would have been fine. At least they made it competitive. They showed they can get the ball down the field because I was seriously questioning that in the first half because they were that bad. Okay. But you, the Cardinals went lost. 33 to 28 and they had a 20 point lead. I, I I say that and I'm like, I have no answers for that. And I, and, and, and I know that I'm probably going to be staring at Owen three because they're going to play the Cowboys and we saw what the Cowboys have done so far. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I think everything that you've, everything that you've said is, definitely true and warranted and i'm sure that you represent majority of the cardinal fans and if i were the coach i would be embarrassed and as well he should be as well i mean i understand that they're rebuilding and they're trying to put together a good team and i understand he got handed a really bad bill of goods um with what what Steve Kime did to him, Steve Kime really hamstrung him as far as salary cap issues, uh, and player issues and that kind of stuff. And and so they're rebuilding. I get that, but in that rebuilding, you're paid to do a job. You're paid to play the. You are paid to play a game at a high level, and that means you don't commit stupid penalties. You don't get unnecessary roughness penalties or or it just you don't do it this is that's stuff that hurts the team it's not just because you're wanting to show off but then those kind of penalties hurt the team you know it's third and six or yeah third and six is manageable when when you get that kind of a penalty and it turns to third third and 16 that ain't so manageable they've come so far from where they were when they were really playing at the top of their game and it's i would i think their morale would be hard and i know they they traded they traded some guy that uh he i can't remember he came in from the eagles um yeah they traded isaiah simmons away you know they're trying to improve but kyler murray just he needs to be out there playing yeah, he does. Um, and I don't know when I know we're we're looking at at least two weeks, at least two weeks, maybe more before he returns. What does that look like? I mean, I'm not sure what we're looking at for for them at this point. I just I would I just know it'd be really hard to I mean, I think about when I've had injuries and I've not been able to engage and do things that I needed to do in my performance and my work and everything. And I just know it has to be hard when you're on injury list and when you can't do what you need to. I'm sure it is. So I just, 
you know, I don't know, Teresa, it'll be telling. That is for sure. Yeah, I agree. I will say this. I did like the uh, throwing of Joshua Jobs, especially in the first half. Um, I think, you know, he got the ball out quick. He knew who he wanted. He got some good receptions. Uh, I did like the play of James Conner, the first running back for the Cardinals. You know, Um, Keontae Ingram played okay. But Connor just really, really, I mean, he runs with an aggression. He's a beast on the field and he pretty much lives, leaves defenders in pieces, which is kind, the kind of play I like to see from my running back. Mm, well, hey, there you go. There's something meeting your standards. You know, I like to see when, when, when you are going to run and, uh, you've got a guy standing in front of him, destroy him, destroy him. Get, you know, that's your job. You know, you can be the nice guy off the field, but on that field, destroy him. Yeah. Gosh, you know, I didn't quite realize how hard these guys get hit in the games when they play. Um, There was another documentary about the Kelsey brothers, and they highlighted Jason Kelsey, uh, you know, and, and him being a center and you know many think he's the best center you know that the NFL has ever had in his performance he plays for the Eagles and he was deciding whether he was going to come back and play another season in this documentary and you know you could see all the things he had to do and prepping for a game and after a game. And, you know, just because of the number of hits these guys get. I mean, it's a physically tough, tough. And and then he has a legacy group of players that he hangs out with that played NFL football, played for the Eagles. And it shows, you know, all of the fallout of their uh, their injuries. You know, many can't walk, many, many seriously have a lot of challenges, you know, because of all the, you know, all the hits and he and Jason Kelsey, because his wife at the time was pregnant with her third daughter, was saying, you know, I don't know if I can do this again. I don't want to be lame when my kids you know, need me to play with them and be active, you know, because he'll probably not make this another year. It will be probably it. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I'm not his coach or any of that, but I think when a player gets to a certain age, I mean, Brady, the goat, it was amazing how he stayed so long, but he was just incredibly focused on fitness and health and taking care of his body and, you know, in that way to keep him going. And, you know, it's just an awareness that these guys, when they go out there and they play and they play hard, you know, that there's a sacrifice that they're making. So even though you're making all this big money and you are, you know, you better have a big plan for how you're going to spend it when the time comes because you better have it invested or doing a bunch of other things or whatever because yeah maybe because when you when your football day when you're gone. there yeah when you're when you're done 
you may not be able to do too much physically. Yep. So you better have a plan. And that's why I think a lot of these football players, and you can even expand it out to like the basketball players and other baseball or whatever, uh, they become entrepreneurs and they invest that money into uh, outside businesses. And I think that's actually a smart move. I really do. But then again, I'm an entrepreneur. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, so am I. <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm an entrepreneur too. And um, there's just so much that it's interesting because I do think there's more entrepreneurial football players than what we think. I'm very certain of it. And I think there should be. Um you know, I mean, when you're dealing with that kind of money, you can do a lot of things, you know, and many um, of them do. Many of them do. Oh, I know. Like uh, Kurt Warner, he has a, a former quarterback. Um, he actually he and his wife actually built something called tre- the, the Treasure House. And it's a adult uh, residential facility for disabled individuals who can't really function on their own. Many of the philanthropy folks that I've met through this. Uh, sports uh, philanthropy network, you know, um, being part of that within the Kansas City area, many, many, and and we are trying to find a guest, Teresa, um, another guy, Scott Fox, and I are looking for different guests that we can maybe bring on the on the on the show that might be a good. Um, for us there. But anyway, getting um, getting more educated in this area, you know, and seeing all the young players and then all the older players. And, you know, like we highlighted that one Broncos player. I mean, he's a young guy having a foundation doing so much. They're just and Patrick Mahomes is doing so much. He does so much in our community and Elway did, too. When we were, you know, living in Denver, he did a lot. And I know there's a lot more that do a lot that I'm not bringing up. But but it is it is definitely, uh, you know, really fun to watch them play these these physical, you know, moves and what they do and everything. But, oh, my God. When you see them get hurt, you just go, oh, geez, you know, yeah, they're really especially, hurt. Especially when they get hurt and then they can't and they get carted off the field. That to me is like, oh, father, because I don't know. You know, it's like I may not like the team, but I certainly don't want players getting injured. And I find myself just praying for the player. Yeah. Remember Damar Hamlin? I mean, what? how is he doing? Have you been watching him at all? I have not seen him. No. But I, I will. Um, I'm going to be very interested to see what the, how the Bills do this year. So, you know, um, let's pause. Let's touch on our sponsor, and then let's deal with the Denver Broncos, who are not starting out so well. Um, this week's sponsor is Kadosh Media. Look, one of the things that we actually do, aside from you know, like producing podcasts, is we actually have a social media management platform. I don't know what maybe you guys don't do a podcast or whatever, but maybe you guys do a a social media thing. And what is the biggest struggle that you have all of the hours you have to spend setting up all your social medias, right? We can fix that. Go to www.kadosmedia. Set up a time to meet with us and put in the notes that you want to talk about Kadosh Social. It is a social media management platform that will save you a ton of time. 
That's www.kadoshmedia.com. And put in the, when you call, hit that contact page, um, put in the notes, uh, there, Kadosh Social. All right. Let's get into the Denver Broncos. They're playing very well, you know, when I've seen them play. But they have seemed to stumbled on a little streak that is not good for them. 13 games in a row they have lost that are very close, like two points or one point. I think it's 13. It's something like that. So you basically have to count last season and now coming into this season. If you want to be a successful football team, you got to win those games. I mean, I know that they went 5-11 and 11 last season. I get that. And I know they weren't a good football team. And I know they're trying to rebuild. I understand that. But if you want to win a game, and especially if you're fighting to keep it close, because the thing is, this Sunday, past Sunday, they had the lead. They had the lead. And they let it slip away. And they lost, you know, by two points. I could see that happening once in a while. But when you start doing it regularly, it shows teams, well, it's okay if they get ahead of us because we can beat them anyway because they don't they just collapse at the end of the game that's a mental thing that's not a performance thing on the field that's a mental thing you have to play solidly every single quarter from the starting whistle to the ending 15 minutes you can't slack at the very end of the game thinking okay you got this you're two points up or whatever or because guess what that other team's gonna get the ball back and they're going to go down and score or try to. And you're either good enough or you're a pretender. Your thought, Michelle? Yes, I think I agree with most of what you have shared about the Broncos. It's a complicated scene with them at times because, you know, I will say Russell Wilson is improved and He plays, he plays a lot better. And, you know, Broncos country, people love the Broncos that live there. They've got a great fan base. You know, they've got great owners. They've got now, I think, a coach that really is involved in the full operation. And I don't know why they get to the end and then the tables turn. Exactly. Because it's different. So each game has been, I mean, at first there were, you know, they just weren't performing. Well, let's put it this way. Last season was a nightmare. So, and that there was problems all the way around there, but it's just, you know, I, I don't know if they underestimate who they're playing or if, It's a holistic team effort issue, maybe shoring up some things. You know, I don't know. I would not want to start out losing. I mean, I I, I don't think that's a good thing. They're 0-2 and each game was close. And so I'm I'm, I'm just... (laughs) I think, you know, you would think that they would be hungry to win their conference at least. So, and especially, you know, I don't know, um, Russell Wilson's longevity in, in the conference, uh, and then also in the team. And then the backup players 
for the Broncos, the QBs. You know, I don't know too much about them, but it to me, I would be really frustrated coming out. Yes, the, both the Cardinals and the Broncos are 0-2. But I'm going to say this. I believe that the Broncos are going to get a win before the Cardinals do. Yes, I do think so. I do. I do agree with that because I, unless Kyler Murray jumps on the scene sooner and then you start to see some dynamic shift. I mean, cause I, I mean, I've seen them, the car, the Broncos play and I think they are hungry. I don't know why they keep dropping the ball at the end of the game. I don't know if it's a mindset thing. I don't know what it is, but I do think that they are closer to turning that around. Than the than the Cardinals are. I think the Cardinals are a dumpster fire, and I hate saying that, guys. I really, you know me. I'm a diehard Cards fan, you know, but I'm not too sold on Josh Dobbs. I'm not sold on him. Yes, he played well, but I'm not sold on him. And I think the Broncos have a veteran quarterback. He's been in the league for years. He knows what to do. And I think they're going to get out of this skid. Yeah, I really hope so. Um, I really do hope so for the Broncos fans that I know and people um, and and Russell Wilson, because I am I do support him a lot in terms of his faith and, you know, how he lives his life on and off the field, too. And I just would like to see, you know, him shine, go out shining you know, when he does. And, you know, that's just, I think, something that, you know, I would like to see for the Broncos. So who knows where that will go this year, but I'm sure that the team work that they've worked so hard to build will continue to be fostered. And hopefully that will make a difference in surface in the next game and they they will beat the Cardinals. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, turning our attention to week three, what are some matchups that you are interested in right now, Michelle? I would like to see, um, of course, the Chiefs win and beat the Bears. The Broncos beat the Cardinals. No, the Broncos. No, the Bron- No, Broncos aren't playing the Cardinals this Sunday. I don't. Oh, think. oh, it isn't this week. Okay, sorry, I was thinking it was this week. Um. Um. Well, I would like to see, you know, the Broncos win the team that they're playing this this week. Um, I don't have all the games, you know, down. The Jet the Giants are playing, you know, tonight. They're playing uh the 49ers. And of course, I want the 49ers to win. I would like to see, I don't know when the Saints play again. Um I've enjoyed kind of getting to know the Saints. Now they're not in the same conference. I well the here's the thing. I don't know if the Saints are in the same conference as the Western. I don't I think they're in the I don't know what conference they're playing in, but I know they've played the Broncos or or uh, the Chiefs. So it's trying to get familiar with, you know, the different games that are going on uh this week. How about you? I am going to be interested in, um, I'm going to be very interested in, uh, 
the uh, game this evening, which will be the uh, 49ers and Giants game. I don't have a bone to pick. I kind of wouldn't mind if the 49ers lost as they're in my division. <laughs> um, but I'm not sold that suddenly the Giants have all this momentum and they're going to start winning the games again because... What's happening with them? I just... Oh, my gosh. That was... I I I go back to three quarters of... I don't even think you could count that as football, where they couldn't even get a point. They were shut out for three quarters in, in uh, of their season in the first two games. Huh? I've never seen that before. And the discrepancy by which they were shut out, 60 to zero. I... Um, I'm not sold um, that suddenly they're going to get a bunch of momentum and start winning games again. So I think that the 49ers are going to uh, impose their will, and I think they're going to win. Now, the Giants might surprise me. Who knows? But I think it's going to be interesting. I'm also going to be interested to see how the Jets perform. Well, I would like to see them. And then also, I definitely want to see the Eagles. You know, of course, they're in the same conference as the Chiefs, right? And the Bills, I want, I'm interested in them. And yeah, the Giants, ugh, I don't know what to think. I don't even know what to think. I, I think I think that this game is going to be very telling for them. Because if they play like they played in the first three quarters... It's going to be a very long season and a very long game for them tonight. If they played like they played in the second half of the Cardinals game, uh, then I think that you can pretty much chalk that up as a fluke and maybe they are actually a decent team again. Although, I'm sorry, you, you really haven't sold me. You're going to have to... With that team, they got some proving to do. There's another team out there that I haven't paid that much attention to. That's the Dolphins. Hmm. They actually, um, they have two, I cannot pronounce that name. Uh, they're actually playing really, really well. Well, they're playing the, the Broncos on the 24th of September. I'm actually going to call that game and I'm going to say Miami wins that one because you I don't think? think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think the well, Miami. Tyreek, Tyreek Hill plays on that team. Yep. Yep. He's And Tua Tayalunga, he, actually threw for over 400 yards in this past game. And it was, I think that was the one that went to double overtime. I don't remember. That was a good game. It was, it was, it, it um, but yeah, I think if, if you're talking Miami versus Denver, based on what I've seen now, uh, I think that one goes to Miami. Well, we talked about the Giants and 49ers. That's week three. Of course, we said 49ers, the Falcons versus the Lions. Uh, I don't I say Lions. I'm going to say Atlanta. Okay. Uh, the Chargers and the Vikings. I want to say I'd like to see the Vikings win, but they have not done well. Chargers. Then you have the Saints and the Packers. And of course, I've seen the Saints really play well, too. And then you have the Texans and the Jaguars and then the Broncos and the Dolphins and the Titans and the Browns. Uh, and that's as we, you know. Right. Uh, Texas, hang on, Texas and Jaguars. Um, I'm going to say Jaguars 
Part of me says Houston, but I think I'm going to say Jaguars. Well, and then Monday night football coming up, we're going to have the Eagles playing the Buccaneers, which, you know, I want to see them. I think the Eagles are going to take that. I don't think the Bucks are doing well this year. Um, yeah. Just, and then you've got the Rams and the Bengals. That's Monday night football. And Oh, man. Um, I think I'm going to say Bengals on that. Although, no, the Bengals haven't been playing well. And the Rams have a nasty, nasty defense. They don't. They're they're kind of a very aggressive, smash mouth, bloody your face up kind of team. So um, I'm I'm gonna say Rams. You got the Panthers and Seahawks playing Sunday, and then we already talked about the Patriots and Jets and the Colts and the Ravens, and then of course, uh, I'm gonna say Seahawks, and then Colts and Ravens. That's a t- I'm gonna go Baltimore. Me too on that game. And then you got the Bills and the Commanders, but I'm going to, I like Josh Allen. Uh, I like Josh Allen. I think I'm going to go Buffalo uh, because I don't like, I think Washington is, I think they're kind of a pretender team. You know, yeah, they played, they played good in, in one game, but uh, yeah. And the Titans and the Browns play too. And I've grown to respect the Browns. As I've watched them play. Yeah, and that one's kind of a toss-up, although I think the Titans have Derrick Henry on that team, and he's a pretty good running back. Um, I'm going to say Titans. Okay, well, I don't know what to think on some of these, but I've shared my opinion on some. But I will say there's a lot of football friends, and between the game tonight and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, thirteen games on Sunday and two on Monday night for week three. That's a wrap. <laughs> I think that's it, guys. Hey, if you like what we're doing, would you please follow us on, on the socials at Blazing Gutch on Twitter, at Blazing Gutch on Facebook? And we would love to hear from you. Uh, please let us know what you want us to cover. If you have any info to share, we would love to, to hear it. So uh, you could also find us on our website, www.blazinggutch.com. With that, Michelle, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, it's been fun, and I can't wait to watch some football this weekend. And absolutely, even a little tonight. And yeah, we'll be talking, Teresa. I know you know it. Uh, with so with that, I'm Teresa Blaze. This has been Blazing Gutch, and we're out. Hey, welcome one, welcome all back to Lashman Across the NFL, a special segment of the Blaze and Gotch NFL podcast that you can find on Facebook as well as blazeandgotch.com. That's B-L-A-E-S and gotch, G-O-T-T-S-C-H dot com for Thursday, September 21st, 2023. Thanks so much for joining me for this edition this week. We're going to start off with some news from the NFL Week 2 season here. Um, 
From ESPN, uh, Miami Dolphins' Tyreek Hill, former member of the Kansas City Chiefs, says that the New Orleans Patriots have some of the nastiest fans in the NFL. Things they were saying to him on Sunday, he says he wouldn't say in church. And in 2018, while he was still with our Kansas City Chiefs, a man was charged with disorderly conduct and banned from Gillette Stadium for life when he threw beer on Hill after Tyreek scored a 70-yard touchdown for the Kansas City Chiefs. Also from uh, ESPN, uh, from Monday, former NFL player Sergio Brown, uh, former defensive back for the New England Patriots from 2010 to 2016, is being sought after his mother Myrtle Brown's body uh, was found near a creek behind her suburban Chicago home. Both uh, were reported missing on Saturday, and her body had been injured due to an assault and has now been ruled a homicide. Uh, he was later tracked to Mexico due to Instagram posts. Yeah, go you're, when you're being sought to murder investigation on your run to Mexico and post on Instagram. That's not real smart. Uh, but also neighbors uh, there in Chicago who said he had not been himself lately um, have uh, uh, ring doorbell video that shows him uh, burning his mother's clothes and dancing and saying, if I die, I die a legend. So, you know, we'll see what happens with Sergio Brown and that ongoing murder investigation of his mother, Myrtle Brown. And certainly our thoughts and our prayers and our condolences go out to the Brown family in that tragic loss. Uh, Years ago, uh, uh, Patriots player Aaron Hernandez uh, was convicted of murder and killed himself in prison. Um, And uh, after he killed himself, uh, they did an examination on his brain and he was diagnosed with brain disease. Um, And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of scrutiny about how the NFL seems to be covering up uh, the the brain injuries and things that that players suffer um, as a result of playing in the NFL. But I think more light, more and more light has been shed on that situation. And we hope that that continues to do so, even though you got to admit these players voluntarily go out there and and butt heads with other players in this game. And and I'm a fan, so I love watching the game. And we all got to realize that those things are going to happen. Still, we hate to see it happen to any player. Um, And this past Sunday, a Patriots fan was killed in a fight uh, by two punches to the head by a Dolphins fan at Gillette Stadium. So they're just something about the Patriots and death, I'm telling you. Um, from ESPN, uh, Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes have uh, restructured his agreement, giving him $210.6 million between 2023 and 2026, the most, mo- most money in NFL history over a four-year season span. His compensation over that period is guaranteed, and his agent told ESPN on Monday the Chiefs and Mahomes plan to revisit of the deal after the 2026 season, um, says Equity Sports CEO Chris um, Cabot, um, who negotiated the deal on behalf of Mahomes. Mahomes became the highest paid player in the summer of 2020 when he signed a 10-year extension worth $450 million. Um, uh, from, pro, from Pro Football Network, uh, Cincinnati quarterback uh, Joe Burrow injured his calf muscle uh, during the team's 27-24 to loss to the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday. And how soon he can return and if the team uh, now 0-2 can get back on track is yet unknown. Uh, Cleveland Browns lost running back uh, Nick Chubb to uh, an injury in their Monday night game versus Pittsburgh. He is now out for the season. Uh, when the new uh, uh, Green Bay Packers face the Detroit Lions in Lambeau, 
on Thursday, September 28th, the Lions will be without defensive back C.J. Gardner, who could miss the rest of the season. He suffered a torn pec muscle against Seattle on Sunday. Uh, the New York Giants running back Saquon Barkley injured his ankle in the Giants' rally from 21 points down to beat the Arizona Cardinals 31-28 to on Sunday. He scored two touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving, and he underwent an MRI on Monday in Arizona to determine the severity of the injury and how much time he could miss. The result, he's expected to miss at least three weeks. So how did I do on my predictions for the week? Well, let's just say there's definite room for improvement. Keep in mind, I'm no expert here. I'm just a guy who loves football, taking a shot in the dark, if you will, and hopefully I'll get better over time. I was only 5 for 15 in my picks as far as who wins. I said the Chiefs would beat the Jaguars. They did. I said the Ravens would beat the Bengals. They did. I said the Buccaneers would beat the Bears. They did. I said the Dolphins would beat the Patriots, and they did. And the Saints would beat the Panthers, and they did. So... Hopefully, I'll get better with time. Uh, week two results. Uh, Thursday, September 14th, the Eagles 34, Vikings 28. Uh, Vikings Kirk Cousins 31 of 44, 364 yards, four touchdowns. The Eagles Jalen Hurts 18 for 23, 193 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Vikings uh, Alexander Madison, eight carries, 28 yards. The Eagles uh, DeAndre Swift 28 carries, 175 yards, and one touchdown. The Vikings Justin Jefferson 11 receptions, 100. 159 yards. The Eagles, Devonta Smith, uh, four receptions, 131 yards, and one touchdown. Uh, Ravens, 27, Bengals, 24. Ravens, Lamar Jackson, 24 of 33, 237 yards, two touchdowns. Bengals, Jeff Burrow, before he went down, 27 of 41, 222 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Ravens, Gus Edwards, uh, 10 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown. Bengals, Joe Mixon, 13 carries, 59 yards. Ravens, Nelson Aguilar, uh, five receptions, 63 yards, and a touchdown. The Bengals, T. Higgins, eight receptions, 89 yards, two touchdowns. The Seahawks, 37, Lions, 31. Seahawks, Geno Smith, 32 of 41, 328 yards, two touchdowns. The Lions, Jared Goff, 28 of 35. 323 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. The Seahawks, Kenneth Walker III, 17 carries, 43 yards, two touchdowns. Lions, David Montgomery, 16 carries, 67 yards, one touchdown. Seahawks, DK Metcalf, six receptions, 75 yards. The Lions, uh, Eamon St. Brown, uh, six receptions, 102 yards. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, 31, Houston Texans, 20. Uh, Colts Gardner Minshew, 19, 19 for 23, 171 yards, one touchdown. The Texans C.J. Stroud, 30 of 47, 384 yards, two touchdowns. The Colts Zach Moss, 18 carries, 88 yards, and one touchdown. Uh, Texans uh, Damian Pierce, 15 carries, 31 yards. The Colts Michael Pittman Jr., eight receptions, 56 yards. And the Texans, Texans Nico Williams, seven receptions, 146 yards, one touchdown. The rest of your score. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 27, Chicago Bears, 17, Kansas City Chiefs, 17, Jacksonville Jaguars, 9, uh, Atlanta Falcons, 25, Green Bay Packers, 24, Buffalo Bills, 18, Las Vegas Raiders, 10, Tennessee Titans, 27, L.A. Chargers, 24, San Francisco 49ers, 30, L.A. Rams, 23, New York Football Giants, 31, Arizona Cardinals, 28, 
Dallas Cowboys 30, New York Jets 10, Washington Commanders 35, Denver Broncos 33, and on Monday night, uh, the 18th, Miami Dolphins 24, New England Patriots 17, and the New Orleans Saints 20, uh, the uh, uh, Carolina Panthers 17, Pittsburgh Steelers 26, and the Cleveland Browns 22. So here are your week three games and my predictions. Uh, Thursday, the the 21st. Uh, the day of this uh, broadcast uh, recording, uh, New York Giants versus San Francisco 49ers. And I'm going to say the 49ers win. Sunday, September 24th, Atlanta Falcons versus Detroit Lions. I'm going to say the Falcons win on that one. L.A. Chargers versus Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to say the Vikings win that one. New Orleans um Saints versus Green Bay Packers. I'm going to say the Saints win that one. Houston, Texas versus Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going to say the Jaguars win. Denver Broncos versus Miami Dolphins. I'm going to say the Dolphins win. Tennessee Titans versus Cleveland Browns. I'm going to say the Titans win. Buffalo Bills versus Washington Commanders. I'm going to say the Bills win. Indianapolis Colts versus Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to say the Colts win. New England Patriots versus New York Jets. I'm going to say the Patriots win. Carolina Panthers versus Seattle Seahawks. I'm going to say the Seahawks win. Chicago Bears versus Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs win that one. Dallas Cowboys versus Arizona Cardinals. Cowboys win that one. Pittsburgh Steelers versus uh, Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going to say the Steelers win that one. Philadelphia Eagles versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to say the Eagles win, and and that's that's on Monday night. Philadelphia Eagles versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Eagles win. And also on Monday, the LA Rams versus Cincinnati Bengals. uh, Rams win. My special feature for this week is A Football Life about John Madden. It's 43 minutes and 8 seconds. You can find it on YouTube. John Madden was born April 10th, 1936 in Austin, Minnesota. He died December 28th, 2021 in Pleasanton, California. He coached the Oakland Raiders from 1969 to 1978, led them to their first Super Bowl, Super Bowl Eleven. Um, he led them to eight playoffs, seven division titles, seven AFL uh, championship games, never had a losing season, and had the highest winning percentage of any coach who led at least 100 games. He was assistant coach at Allen Hancock College from 1960 to 61. He was their head coach from 1962 to 63. He was their defensive coordinator for San Diego State 1964 to 66. He won 16 uh, sports Emmy Awards. Um, his college was Oregon from 1953 to 54, uh, Grays Harbor in 1956, Cal Poly from 1957 to 58. He was drafted in 1958 in the 21st round, 244th pick, but he suffered a career injuring uh, knee injury with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, he had the Madden video game series from 1988 to 2021, which is the best-selling uh, football video game of all time with over 100 million copies sold. He was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2006. His overall career record as a coach, uh, pre- and post-season, 112 and 39. Uh, I'm sorry, 112, 39, and 7, and that's a 73% uh, 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 average. He he developed a uh, fear of flying when he became a broadcaster. So for a while, he took trains, then buses uh, to what would and th- that would be known as the Madden Cruisers. And um, uh, when he uh, uh, arrived at Canton, then he get when he arrived at Canton for his pro football induction, he then went to the uh, airfield and got on a plane that had just landed to welcome fans to Canton. And he also created the turducken that winning players uh, would and still eat after winning on Thanksgiving Day. 
So check out A Football Life, John Madden. This has been Loshman Across the NFL for September 21st, 2021. Hope you've enjoyed this edition. Continue to enjoy the game of football, but most importantly, continue to follow the Lord Jesus Christ every single day of your life. I love you. He loves you. If I don't see you here, God bless. I'll see you in the air. If you run across someone that we don't know about, please text it in. I want you to text NFL to 575-223-1596. You're going to get a little link. You're going to fill out your information. And if you got football thoughts, anything, we want to hear about it. 